Let's lift our hands all across this house. God, we love you, Jesus. We worship you. We ask you, God, to be with us, uh, Lord, for the remainder of this service. I pray, God, that you would meet, uh, oh, Lord, every need in this house, God, that you would answer every prayer. Oh, somebody, you may came in feeling a little bit weak. I want to give somebody some encouragement that the joy of the Lord is your strength. You may have come today wondering how you're going to make it through this next season of life. I want you to know that your world is in his hands, and he can rearrange things, and he can, he can fix things, and he can heal things, and he can help you in every situation. Oh, let's clap our hands all across this house. Give honor to our church. Give honor to our pastor. I don't want to take a lot of time. If you would, turn in your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter number 2, verse number 14. Last month, we had a great month, Project 39. We did a lot of events. We had a great, great time. And uh, our volunteer of the month for last month, who's actually having surgery right now, is uh, Brother Garrett Pertell. And Garrett Pertel, uh, if he watches this later or if he's watching it now, he's been such a great help. We did a uh, special thing for youth service. Anybody who brought the most guests would get a $100 uh, gift card. And he brought two guests, and, and Brother Victor brought two guests. So it was a tie, and so we had them race around the room to whoever would win uh, would get the card. And uh, Garrett told me he took the card and he ended up giving it to one of the young men that he brought with him, a visitor. Before he dropped him off, he said, I want you to have this and gave him that gift card. And I thought, man, that is so awesome. Could have took that gift card. He don't have a girlfriend, but, you know, he could have spent it on something. Um, <laughs> but he didn't. You know what he said? I, I want to make an impact on somebody's uh, life. And he's been, it's been a blessing. So I don't know. All he's going to do in his life, such a great heart, such a great willingness to serve. I just want to say I appreciate Garrett Pertell, and I text him today. I'm praying for you, buddy. Appreciate all you do. Appreciate everybody who works behind the scenes for the kingdom of God. Book of Acts chapter 2 and verse number 14. The Bible says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be it known unto thee, and hearken unto my words. For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. I want to focus on where it says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And tonight, for a few moments, I want to preach on this thought, dreams that never die. Dreams that never die. If you would put your Bibles down Let's lift our hands one more time and ask the Lord to help us. Again, not one more time. Again, let's lift our hands. God, we trust you. Lord, for the remainder of this service, God, we ask for your anointing, your strength, God, your ability. Lord, I pray, God, that you would work upon every heart, every life, every situation. 
God, I pray that you would restore someone. God, I pray that you would deliver someone. God, I pray that you would heal. God, I pray that you would renew. I pray you would revitalize. I pray that you would help, Lord, tonight. We need you, Lord. More than we need anything else tonight, we need a move of the Holy Ghost. It's more than food. It's more than fellowship. It's more than community. But there's an encounter in this place that can occur in this house. There is potential for miracles. There's potential for healing. There's potential for salvation in this house. Amen. You may be seated. Author David Eagleman once said this, there are three deaths on this earth. The first is when the body ceases to function. The second is when your body is put in the grave. The third is that moment sometime in the future when your name is spoken for the very last time. Three deaths on earth. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 10 said, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. For there is no work nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave where thou goest. Each and every one of us has a time that we will go on to eternity. Each and every one of us have a time when our body will cease to function on this earth. Each and every one of us has a time when our body will be put in a grave. Each and every one of us have a time somewhere in the future when our name will be spoken for the last time. But God said in the last days it shall come to pass. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. I want to tell you tonight that the kingdom of God is more than just a church. But the kingdom of God is a dream. It's a dream that led Brother I.H. Terry to come to this city from Texas on November 13th in 1943 and to start a church. When he first started the church, he rented it for a few weeks from a Spanish church in the area. His first building was at 609 East 18th Street. He moved from that location to a standalone storefront at 512 East 18th Street. After a while, and they grew, they moved to 1001 34th Street. And the dream continued going forward. As they went to 36 and 0, and 36 and 0 was a great time of revival. Brother Terry built that church from the remains of an earthquake in 1952. There was materials all over the place, and he went around buying materials and finding whatever he could to let the dream go forward and to build a house where lives would be changed and build a house where they would run Sunday school buses and they would, they would canvas the community and they would have revivals with verbal being where tens of hundreds would get the Holy Ghost and people would sacrifice and people would give their all and Brother Terry raised up young men who didn't have fathers and raised up young men that didn't have anybody and he raised up 40 preachers in 40 years. I'm talking about a dream tonight, a, a dream that you may see it all now and say wow, what a place, what a facility what a multi-million dollar piece of real estate we have but it didn't start here, it started with a dream, it's started with a vision and the vision wasn't self-centered and the vision wasn't self-serving but the dream was to reach the world 
The dream was to reach the drug addict. The dream was to reach the alcoholic. It was Brother King that came to church in Verbal Beans Revival, drunk, but by the end of the service, he was baptized in the Holy Ghost because of a dream that was bigger than his addiction, because of a dream for a region called Bakersfield that said whatever you're going through, there's a God that can save you. Whatever your past looks like, there's greater hope for you. I want to tell somebody, it's bigger than just a church, but it's a dream. Oh, come on. Joel said in the last days, your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Well, let's clap our hands all across this house. A dream that goes forward. A dream that doesn't stay in neutral. A dream that keeps reaching. A dream that says, I'll go as far as I need to go to reach this city. A dream that sacrificed. A dream that that shed blood and sweat and tears to have revival. I'm talking about dreams. From 36 and 0, they moved in 1996 to the gym while this facility was being built. And for three years, they had service in the gym. And at some point in the middle of the construction, Brother Frost looked at Brother Terry and he said, Brother Terry, look at this. The dream is finally completed. Brother Terry said, no, Brother Frost, the dream will never be completed. The dream will always go on. I'm thankful for the vision of a man of God to have revival that never stops. I don't want to grow complacent. I don't want to grow comfortable. But I want to say, God, let there be some dreams that never stop. I'm going to keep reaching until I breathe my last breath. He said, there's no wisdom. There's no knowledge. There's going to be nothing left, no device, no wisdom in the grave whither thou goest. I don't know if you realize this, but your life is coming to an end. Oh, but there's some things that can live on past your life, which is the legacy, oh, which is the heritage of the Lord. First Samuel chapter 7, David was at a time of peace. David had peace all around him, personal peace. He had national peace, something he did not know very often. He was not in a time of war. And as he reflected upon the peaceful times, he began to dream of building a permanent house for the Lord. He looked out and he called the prophet Nathan. said, Nathan, I want to build a house for the Lord. I'm dwelling in a house of cedar, but the ark of God is dwelling in the tents. And Nathan said, do whatever's in your heart. That night Nathan went to pray. The Lord spoke to him and said to tell David that he will not be able to build the house for the ark. He will not be able to do that. That's something that he's going to have to give to the next generation. He said his throne will be established forever and in his son I will let my house be built. He came back and told David. And you know what David responded with? David responded with gratitude. David began to thank the Lord for his goodness to the future generation. And in 1 Chronicles 22, it was David that was on his deathbed. And he said, Solomon, come here. And he grabbed Solomon in 1 
Chronicles chapter 22 and he said Solomon when I was a young man I wanted to build the house of the Lord but I couldn't do it because I was a man of war and there was blood on my hands and God told me no there's some things I wanted to see that I'll never get to see there's some things I hope to achieve that I'll never get to achieve he said but Solomon I want you to know that God is going to do it in your generation and he said I've put everything together for you when you go out there their stones are going to be ready for you when you go to do the work the nails are going to be prepared for you when you go out there the workers are all in place for you David said I may have not been able to do it but I'm going to make sure the next generation has the nails required I'm going to make sure the next generation has the wood in place I'm going to make sure that although I may not be able to accomplish some things and I may not be able to achieve some things I'm going to let the next generation be fully prepared I'm not going to get offended and hurt because of what I can't achieve but I'm going to put it in the hands of the next generation I'm thankful for somebody that came to this church and said I'm going to put something in the hands of the next generation there was a Bishop Frost that said, I'm willing to put something in the hands of the next generation. Everything we see today is because of the vision of revival, the vision of reaching the lost, the, the vision of helping, the vision of serving, the vision of giving, the vision of sacrificing. Everything we have today is because there was somebody with a dream. Today we have a welcome center that connects with new converts. We have an element class. We have T-Rocket Outreach. We have Project 39. We have a Sunday school department. We have Kids in Christ Kingdom Junior Youth. We have Bethel Apostolic Academy. We have Bible Quizzing. We have Amplified Youth. We have a team of ushers. We have a team of ministers that preach and teach the Word of God. We have a music department. We have pastors and evangelists that have been sent out from this church. We have Be There Food and Fellowship on the second Sunday of every month. We've got a youth conference called 238 we've got a ladies conference we've got a valet team now we've got a parking lot and security team now there's people that come down in the week and pray for 24 7 prayer we've got a prayer gate now we've got a team of people that come and clean the church we've got people that maintain the church we've got missionaries all around the world that our church is supporting we've got home missionaries all around the world our church is supporting we've got evangelists that that our church is supporting. We've got a sound booth. We've got visual media. We've got social media. We've got a live stream on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website. Why? Because we're reaching the world. It's all about a dream to reach the world. But I'll tell you, if somebody would have stepped back and said, well, if I'm not going to achieve it, I'll just hold on to it as long as I can. I've seen pastors hold on to their church so long, they didn't have a successor. They never handed it off. But Brother Frost said, I'll hand it off to the next generation to have revival. And our pastor has empowered people to do the work of God. We've sent out missionaries. we sent out home missionaries. We support evangelists. We support young people. We support the music department. We support Bible quizzing. We support everything we do because we're focused on going forward. We're focused on revival.
You don't like the remodel? Let me tell you, there's some churches that look the same as they did 30 years ago. I'm thankful for a pastor with the vision to invest in the future, to invest in greater things ahead. I'm not always going to focus on the days behind because there's greater days ahead. Come on, let's lift our hands all across this house. I'm going to preach to you now. There's people that don't like social media. Let me tell you this. A pastor friend of mine in Compton, California, did a boosted post for prayer. A lady who had it all in Long Beach, businesses and mansions and everything else, saw a boosted post for prayer and got connected to a church, got baptized in Jesus' name, and received the Holy Ghost because of a post she saw on Instagram. I'll tell you, whatever we can do to reach the lost, I'm willing to do it because the world's going to hell. They've got to know the church is here. Why are we trying to go out to other sides of the city? Because the dream goes on, baby. It's not going to stop here. It's not going to get self-centered. It's not going to get comfortable. It's not going to get complacent. There's drug addicts right around the corner. There's people being abused right around the corner. God, don't let me get so caught up in my little Pentecostal ways that I forget about a world that's lost and going to hell. Oh, come on, let's lift our hands. Come on, let's lift up our voice all across this house. Come on, I'm talking about dreams that never die. Dreams that never die. The vision of revival. The vision of new souls being baptized in Jesus' name. The vision of new souls being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's what it's all about. It's about a dream that never dies. David's dream never died because it was bigger than himself. You may be seated. God, don't let me get so focused on myself. I forget what it's all about. It's about having revival. It's not about credit. It's not about title. It's not about position. It's about revival. It's not about favoritism. It's not about preference. It's not about personal opinion. It's about revival. All these people in this church, there's no way you can make everybody happy. You change the air conditioning probably 400 times each service if everybody had access to it. I'm thankful for a pastor that leads with vision. Thankful for a pastor that empowers people to be used of God. I've, I've, I'm going to be honest with you. I know people that went out to preach to be an evangelist, and for nine years they never preached at their home church. Our church regularly has people that fill this pulpit. We've got more than capable men on our ministry team. Why? Because there's a pastor that believed in young men to do word shots and scripture reading and allow them to preach. I know pastors that don't even let their men preach when they go out on the vacation. They call an evangelist. Our pastor trusts us and empowers us. And we've got people that are growing in the ministry from a young age. We had young men tonight that exhorted. Why? Because there's a pastor that with a dream that never dies. I'm not going to be antagonistic towards young preachers. Young preacher, I'm rooting for you. Young lady, I'm rooting for you. Uh, you may not have it all together. You may not be perfect. But I'll tell you, you're doing better than anybody out there in the world. Come on. You may slip up. You may dress funny. I don't know what you do. But I'll tell you this. God is for you. And you're anointed with the same Holy Ghost that the ministry team has. You're anointed with the same Holy Ghost that Brother Terry had. There's no junior Holy Ghost. There's no amplified youth Holy Ghost. You're empowered by the Spirit of God to do great things. 
preach, young man. Stand up and preach. Stop worrying about and being intimidating to other people. Just preach. Do whatever God's called you to do. You may be seated. 1 Samuel chapter 3. Solomon comes up. And there's these two ladies that come to him. And they want a judgment. He's the new king. And they come with a baby and they say, listen, this baby is alive. My baby died. Or her baby died. And they're both arguing about whose baby is the real baby. And one of their babies is dead. And he says, okay, this is what I'll do. I will cut the baby in half. Killing the baby. And you'll get half. And you'll get half. And when he said that, one of the ladies said, oh, absolutely, that would be perfectly fine with me. The other one said, no, 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 no. If she has to have it so that it will live, it doesn't matter to me who gets it. I just want to make sure that the baby lives. And immediately Solomon knew who the true mother was by their response. Why? Because a true mother doesn't care about who gets what as long as the baby lives. Let me tell you something. Whether you're preaching or I'm preaching, I'm excited about being in the house of God. Whether you're singing or I'm singing, I'm excited about being in the house of God. Whether your son's playing the drums or my son's playing the drums. Whether your kid gets first place or mine gets first place. Whether I'm on, on the schedule or I'm not on schedule. Whether the music's too loud or not. I don't care. I just want to be here to have a move of God. I can't make it staying at home. I can't make it on live stream. I've got to get to the house of God. And it's not about who gets the credit. And it's not about who gets the glory. You bring a visitor. I'll help you pray with your visitor. I'll bring a visitor. You help me pray with my visitor. Why? Because it's not about me or you. It's about revival. Come on, let's lift our hands for about 30 seconds. I'll be here for pre-service prayer whether I'm on schedule or not. I don't need all the glory. I don't need all the credit. I just want there to be revival. I want to help you pray and you help me pray. I want to believe in you and trust in you and you believe in me and trust in me. I may not be in your ministry. You may not be in my ministry. But when we all come together, when the Sunday school's praying and the T-Rockets are praying and Project 39's praying, oh, and the ladies' ministry's praying and the men's ministry's praying, on the day of Pentecost, they were all together with one accord in one place come on let's lift our hands oh I don't like that preacher why are they singing that solo why are they doing this why are they doing I don't care I just want to be in the presence of God I'm not here to be a consumer. I'm here to be an encourager. I'm not here to be a taker. I'm here to be a giver. I'm not here to be a complainer. I'm here to edify the body of Christ. If it means dancing on the front row, I'll dance on the front row. If I'm preaching in the pulpit, I'll preach in the pulpit. If I'm vacuuming the carpet, I'll vacuum the carpet. If I'm hanging door hangers, I'll hang door hangers. Why? Because those are the kind of dreams that never die. It's when it's bigger than us and it's all about him. I'm almost finished. Come on, let's lift our hands. I want a spirit of unity to come upon the church tonight. God, help me, Lord, to catch a vision of revival. The world's going to hell. I can't complain about little things. 
Oh, I may not like the way you do everything. You may not like the way I do everything. It's okay. It's all about revival. I may worship too loud. I may sing too loud, pray too loud, but it's okay. It's all for God. It was Joseph. We could all stand. I'm almost finished. Two men. The book of Acts, chapter number one. Joseph and Matthias. And Judas went and hung himself after he betrayed Jesus. So they only had 11 disciples now. So in their mind, they needed a 12th disciple. They needed to replace Judas. So they got their two best choices together, Justice and Matthias. They prayed and said, Thou Lord, which knoweth all the hearts of men, show us whether these two thou hast chosen. It says, And they gave forth their lots, and the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. I never read anything else about Joseph, Barsabas. I never hear about him again. But I know in this moment he was left out. What an opportunity it would have been to be one of the 12 disciples, to go through the book of Acts and your name's mentioned and you're a part, you're right there. When, when Paul shows up and you don't know if you should trust him or not, you were there. When, when they're seeing the book of Acts revival taking place in Samaria and, and in the hills of Ephesus and all these different places, you would have been right there. Joseph didn't get it, only Matthias got it. Oh, he could have been so heartbroken. He could have been so offended. He could have said, you know what? I'm going to go start the first church of, of Barsabas. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, there'd be two churches because he took half the people and started his own. But you know what it said in Acts chapter 2, verse 1? When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together with one accord in one place. Joseph said, you know what? More important than this little position you were offering me is that I can be there when Pentecost happens. I can be there when the Holy Ghost falls. I can be there for my children to receive the promise of the Father. I can be there to be involved in the kingdom of God. God, don't let me get so caught up in little opinions and positions and titles that I forget about the power of the kingdom of God that can change lives. God, I just want to be a part of it. It's not about my position. It's not about my title. There's people getting baptized tonight in Jesus' name because there's some people that are reaching for the lost. They may not be my visitors, but I'm going to shout with them and say, thank God that souls are being added to the church. I'm going to end with this. In the 1990s, some journalists, they went to a pharmaceutical company called Amgen, and they were doing research about organizations and who their competitors were. They went to Amgen and talked to them about their competitors. They said, who are your competitors? They said, well, um, they thought they'd say Pfizer. thought they'd say these other companies. But you know what they said? They said, well, I guess our, our opposition is cancer. They were shocked. They said, what do you mean? Not this company, not that company? They said, no. They said, our, 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 our competition is obesity. Our, our competition is Parkinson's disease. Our competition is high blood pressure. Our, 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 it's diabetes. Everything we're trying to solve, that's our competition. 
the kingdom of God is not a competition. I'm not competing with you, and you shouldn't be competing with me. Our competition is sin. Our competition is addiction. Our competition is deception. Our competition is the spirit of this world. Our competition is the devil that's trying to blind the world and take them to hell. I'm telling you, our, our, our competition is childhood suicide. Our competition is fentanyl and drug overdoses. Our competition, come on somebody, is alcoholism. Our competition is brokenness. Our competition is there's some kids in some apartment complexes that see their parents put needles in their arm every night. That's our competition. You can sing the solo. I can sing the solo. It's not about that. It's all about reaching the laws. It's all about some dreams that never die. I wonder if there's a church tonight that can catch the burden of this. Catch a burden that says we're stronger together. Catches a burden that says I'll pray for you and you pray for me. I'll support you and you support me. I'll encourage you and you encourage me. Come on, I'm telling you, when there's a spirit of unity, that's when revival begins to break out. Come on, let's lift our hands and begin to ask the Lord for a spirit of unity. Come on, come on somebody. I wonder if you can get a burden for this city. A burden for this city that's greater than your preference in a church service. A burden for this city that's greater than differences and grudges and things and offenses and say, God, it's not about all those things. It's not about a position, it's not about a title. I just wanna be there when Pentecost happens. Come on, somebody, we're gonna pray until something breaks tonight, till we break down strongholds of bitterness, till we break down strongholds of competition and comparison, and we say, God, this dream is never gonna die because we're all in this together. Come on, let's make a move to the front tonight. There's some young people. Young people, would you come around the front of the church? Anybody in Amplified Youth, I want you to get your feet as close to this stage as you can. Let me tell you about some dreams that never die. It's when we invest in young people. When we get a spirit of David that says, there's some things I'm not gonna achieve. There's some things I'll never see, but I'll make sure you have everything you need. Let's teach our children how to pray. Let's teach our children how to fast. Let's teach our children how to live for God. Let's not teach our children how to get mad at the pastor. Let's not teach our children how to gossip and be bitter. Let's not teach our children how to tear people down, but let's teach our children how to make it living for God. Solomon, I'm giving you the nail, Solomon. Solomon, I'm giving you the stone, Solomon. Solomon, whatever you need, I'm gonna give it to you because I want you to make it. I want there to be some dreams that I started that continue on in you. What would it mean to you for you to know that your children live for God all their life? What would it mean to you to know that your grandchildren live for God all their life? Come on, I know you made mistakes. You may not feel like you're the best example, but your kids need you right now. Your kids need to see you with their hands up in church praising and worshiping the Lord. I don't want my kids to see me complaining about the service schedule and complaining about everything going on. But I want to see my children see me with my hands lifted up in the altars, praying people through to the Holy Ghost, having 
revival, going on outreach, being involved in whatever I need to be involved in. Oh, so that the dream would never die. So that the dream would never die. Come on, young people, we support you. Young people, we believe in you. Young people, we want you to make it. We're not against you. We're for you. Come on, there's some young people that come to this church without a mom or a dad, but there's a church that's lifting them up. There's a church that said you're not going to die. There's a church that says you're going to make it.